Okay, today's daf is daf yud zayin, and in towards the end of yesterday's shir, we were discussing um, things that are matamet tumat ohelim. And one of the discussions was, does that also apply to or behmatmeat? Matamet tumat ohelim means the ohel itself becomes tamet as well, not just things that are inside the ohel with the mat. And the reason why we mention that is because you talk about pishtan is one of those things because it says So then we ask about beimatmeah, and we said that actually we see from the tachash the tachash was a beimatmeah. So you see, even if you use, for example, a tent, or you made a tent using the hides of a, for example, something from a horse, they would say that also would become tamer as well. So the Gemara now brings actually it's a debate. It's a debate regarding what this tachash was. So Rabbi, so if we continue. Um, so Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Nechemi, Rabbana. Rabbi Yehuda, Omer, Tainun l'shem tzivon nikra. Now, it's it's a, it's a Tainun. This is the name of a Beimatmeya. Tachosh is a Tainun. And Tainun is a Tseva. It's similar to the Tseva of Tchelet. So that's why it was called a Tainun. And Rabbi Nechemi says it's a, it's a Galat, sorry, Galat Tinun, I think it is. That is, that's also not another type of Beimatmeya. However, Rabbana, I'm really saying, no, it's Min Chayatahora. It's a type of, again, wild animal that is actually a Koshuan. Ugdola Bemidbar. And it is, and it grows in the, it, it's in the, from the desert, meaning loya gdela elba midbar. You never, you don't see it in the cities, it sort of grows in the, it's a, not grows, it's, that, that's its habitat, if you like. Okay. Uh, however, riruchaim, so therefore, nimsa vrabana ninsa de ein or behemat mea metameo tomat olim. So therefore, we've got no source then to say, if, if we said Tachash was actually Behmatora, we've got no source to say that the hides of a non-kosher animal, the Metamatematohalim. And it says, Vatai, that's like in Babu, we say, Atya, Atya Kaidamar, Rebbe Laza, Rebbe Yossi, says, Rabobao, Beshem Rebbe Shimon Melakish, Beshem Rebbe Meir, says, Kamin Chayatohora, what was this Tachash? It was some sort of kosher animal, the Baraha Karush Baruchula Moshe Bamidbar, that was created for Moshe in the Midbar. Kiman Sabo Malech Mishkan, once it was utilized for the construction of the coverings of the Mishkan, we say it was Nignaza. Then it was sort of stored away once again. And what's interesting here is this was also the, well, let's see in a minute. So Rabbi Abun says, Amar Keresh Hayashma. It's called a Keresh. Okay. And again, because it says, The only reason why it was called a Tachash is because of this color. But the real name of this animal is this Keresh. Okay. And this is this Keresh, by the way, as we'll see in a minute. This is also the the, the animal from which Adam Rishon was Makri Vakorva. Okay. So Tani Reb Yoshaya, Dechad Keren, actually this animal had one horn. I wouldn't call it a unicorn because it was a kosher variety of animal, but uh, it had one horn. So as we see in the Pasuken Tehillim, the Tehitiv Lashem, I will please Hashem, this is, is in the Tehillim, Mishor Paru Makrinu Mafris. More than this straw power that is, Makrinu Mafris means has, with, has hooves, and, sorry, horns and hooves. However, Mikeren Katab Rachmana. So it's the suggestion is this, this, I mean, he's going to create a Kodesh Baruch Hu, this Dabba Melech, the Kriddle of Rintilim. More than that offering, I guess, assume assumption is there that Adam Rishon offered that had Mikeren, which has had one horn. Okay, let's continue. Taman Tanina, kol b'chom mishlosha shola sheitkinu lafoket boat ha-merchatz, l'na'er boat ha-gedeira v'lakaneach t'arachayim, b'in menemochan b'in shulchat tamedi v'rebeli yasef. Okay, so now this is we get to the part that I'm more excited about now, is trying to understand this mission. What's the Machlok in Rebeli Yasef Rebbe Akiva? That if you have a, a it says, "Ptilata beged shekipla v'lohi vava." If I get a piece of fabric and I roll it up, according to Rabbi Yezir, he says, "Tmeya." It is not. It's still makabel tuma. It doesn't mavatel a shem kli from it, and you're not allowed to light candles with it on Shabbos. That's what we said in the mission. Rabbi Kiva says it's tohora. It is 
It is actually the folding up makes it makes it no longer a clear, and you can light candles with it on Shabbos. And I said to you yesterday, we really need to understand what this Mishnah is talking about because we say it every every of Shabbos. What's the machloket about? We can understand maybe the inya kippel makes it considered a, no longer a clear anymore. That's a debate between Rebbe Yez and Rebbe Kippur. What's the, what's the issue of lighting with it? But before we do that, we're going to have a look at a different debate, and this is the following debate. If I've got a a, a piece of fabric that is less than three by three. Okay, as soon as it's less by three by three, then minastam it's not considered a, a clear and it wouldn't be susceptible to tumah. Okay. However, if I intend, if I machshiv it, I said, I mean, I actually that's a perfect size as a patch I need to repair my clothing with, then it would be considered a clear. And in other words, the stam status is it has to be three by three. But everyone agrees if I machshiv it to be that, then it is tamer. However, what I mean is sheet kina lafuk merchatz. What happens if you want to use to plug up a hole in a merchatz, in a bathhouse, right? Or in an airboard as like a little shmata to clean out the bowl, or to clean off the millstone. We said, then it's tamer. So you have to understand what that means by muchan or no muchan. That's what the Gemara is going to address in a moment. But the first point is, is the fact that I'm using it to plug a bath or something like that, that doesn't make it considered a clear. I'm not machshid it to be a tlai. However, nonetheless, it seems that Rebbe Yezer says that since it's Ra'ul Etzlai, it's still susceptible to Tumah. That's what it sounds like. We have to understand what it means in Amuchan Alom in Amuchan in a moment. Rebbe Yeshua says, no, Bein in Amuchan, Bein Amuchan, so Bein in Amuchan, Bein Shein in Amuchan, it's Tahor. Okay? This is, this is all um, a, um, a Mishnah Misetakel. And Rebbe Kiva is, seems to be the Machriya, we'll see in a minute, but he seems to differentiate. He says, Im in Amuchan, if it's Min Amuchan, then it's Tamer. If it's not Min Amuchan, it's Tahor. So the question is, what is this inyan of minamuchan and not minamuchan? So man bein minamuchan, ma bein minamuchan. So the first understanding is maybe bein shechin latoch beit vabait. Minamuchan means I've set it aside in my house. And enu minamuchan means bein shech lechel ashbar, I've chucked it out. Okay? So it seems to be that, what it seems to suggest, that according to Rabbi Akiva, if I simply chuck it, sorry, according to Rabbi Eliezer, even if I chuck it out, it's still susceptible to, it's still susceptible to this small patch. And before going into more details, the Gemara says that doesn't make any sense. Now, this relates to another Mishnah. It says that this, again, this is, a peric, this is the end of the 27th Perak of Kalim, that if you've got a patch that's three by three, and I throw it out into the, in the garbage, then we take Tahora. Except for Chutzmina Aragaman Vishal Zuhuritzatov. Except for a, it's like a precious fabric, that because it's Chatru, the fact that I throw it out doesn't battle it from being a cleave. Okay? And Rebbe says, you know what? I'm also going to add to that that's not Bavatakli, which is a matlit chadasha, a new patch. Ah, but one second. That's mashma what? Says, um, the late Baranash, the Gemara says, af, when he says af, af means afilu, ela adei modevodka It must be that he agrees then that if it's an old patch, throwing it out in the garbage would make it to hurrah. So therefore, bein menamuchan, bein shalom menamuchan, which he said is tmei'ah, can't be saying in a menuchan means you've thrown it out. Okay, because if you threw it out, he would agree for an old piece of fabric that it would be Torah. So what's menamuchan and shalom bein menamuchan? So he would say, bein shechina litlota, bein shalom hechina litlota. Okay, this is to explain whether I've already designated this small patch to be used, so this small patch to be used as a patch. That's what the machloket is. Whether I've designated to be used as a small patch or I haven't designated to use as a small patch, that's what the debate is. Rebbe Yezer says 
It is um, it is always Tameh. Rabbi Kiva says, it is, sorry, Rabbi Yeshua says always Tahor. Rabbi Kiva says it depends if it was set aside or not set aside. Now, I have to be very careful here because we just said if it is set aside as a small patch, then everyone agrees it's susceptible to Tumah. So then what does it mean? I mean, I've already set, in the case of Miramukhan, I've already set it aside as a small as a small patch. But then I decided to use it I've used it for a purpose that's not really clear like, more like a mock, like a sponge-like thing. I mean, it's not really... So the question is the fact that I've, if I've set it aside for that purpose to be already as a patch, does me repurposing it mevatel l'shem kli from it? That's what the debate seems to be about. Okay, now let's look at the debate again. Whether or not I have this small size patch and whether or not I've, I've already said I want it to be a patch or not, and then I use it for this like sponging or cleaning or thing, things like that or plugging, then it doesn't matter. It's still Tamer. Rebbe, Rebbe, Rebbe Yoshua goes for the other side. He says, no, as soon as I'm going to want to use it for these other purposes that isn't that wouldn't define it as a Kli, like to plug up a hole in a bath, even if I set it aside as a patch, like I wanted to use it as a patch, if Mabatel Shem Kli. And Rebbe Akiva says, well, it depends. If I've already designated this as a patch, my repurposing it doesn't uh, doesn't make it lose lose him clear. But if it's just a stump piece of like three by three little uh, cut off pieces of fabric, then yes, okay, then it's then it'll be tara. That's that's what it seems to be the debates about. Okay, how does this relate to our Mishnah? Because of the very important point we see now, Our Mishnah and that Mishnah can inform one on the other. We learn by by. Putting these two Mishnah side by side, we can qualify the debates in both cases. Meaning, meaning, um, we see in our Mishnah that Rebbe Liezer says, if I just roll it up, then it's still considered Tmeya. However, if I light it, if I do an actual Mesa to it, then it becomes Tehorah. Then it becomes Tehorah. So it must be that in this case, when it says that, um, uh, I'll just read Rukhain here that I'm just wanting to use it for a, um, a, a use it to plug up a bath, then it's like, then it's considered like I'm just rolling it up. However, if I did a substantive Mesa, then Rebeliezer would agree that it would indeed be Batel. In other words, it's not always when you say Lafuk Amerikats that it would be still Tameh according to Rebeliezer. So that's how our Mishnah informs on that Mishnah. So I'll just read Rukhain here. He says, um, oh, just a little part here I want to show. Um, okay, in other words, this is the end of That's only if you set it aside to 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 um to use to plug up the Merakats, because that's just it would be considered like rolling it up. But if you did something else, because hitkin is on earth is love to But if I did substantive change, like lighting the wick, which I did a substantive change, then it would be again he would agree then in the case where you take this beggar that's being one you want to use as a patch and you wanted to and then you did some substantive change to use as a plug or to clear up a clean up clear up a pot, pot or something like that. Ah, that may say he would agree like Kula Alma, it would be a Tahura. Okay, now how does that that mission in Kalim inform on our Mishnah? So it says, Now, if you remember, in our Mishnah, we said Rebbe Yezid differentiates between two cases. He says, if the patching Mesefta Kalim was set aside to be used as a patch, 
then we said, even if you want to use it for any other purpose, then what do we say? Then it still beats me up. It's only if it's done status was a three by three and you want to use it to, to plug up the bath and things like that. That's when we said that it, that really is the Revikibus is to Hora. Ah, but if so, if that's the case, then in our Mishnah, when Rabbi Akiva says, simply rolling up this small patch to use as a wick, it is tahora. that must be referring to what case? Only a stun patch. I mean, a stun is a cut-off bit of fabric. Because if it was something that someone set aside to be used as a patch, then the act of rolling it up wouldn't, uh, wouldn't, wouldn't make it tahora. So yeah, this is why you can see it was so critical for the Gemara saying, we can't just learn the in isolation, this mission. You have to also learn Mesefta Kalim and you can compare the two and you can understand how it qualifies the debates in both cases. Okay. Now we ask the question, Ma what's the reason why, according to Ribeliezer, you can't use this rolled up piece of fabric to light your candles on Shabbos? Okay. So we know why it's Torah because it says once you roll it up, it's considered Torah. Uh, sorry, it's mea. It's still it's mea. Sorry. Rolling up is doesn't matter for Hashem Kli. But the fact that it's a Kli, why can't you now Mamadli Kimba? This is the moment we've all been waiting for. So the first explanation is, I say first because you'll see at the end of the Gemara there might be a second, and this is a bit different to the Bible, you'll see. So, why? Because what happens is, if you've got a Kli that is three by three, and I, and it's on Shabbos, it's rolling it up, it's still Tmeya, and then I light it, what's going to happen? It's going to get reduced more than less than three by three, and it's going to effectively become what's called a Shever Kli. And I'm going to metaher that little beggar. It's, meta- it's like, just like you're not allowed to take a, a vessel and immerse it in a mikvah on Shabbos, because it's called metaking. It's, it's like metak, it's like metaking cleave, like you're repairing the cleave. The chachamim say you can't do that. So too, by you lighting this candle and removing the tumor from it as a result of making, reducing its size of less than three by three, you're effectively being metaher that patch if it was made. Okay. It's not Shabbos. Ah, it's yes, 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 excellent, excellent, excellent. That's the Gemara's going to ask that. The Gemara's going to ask that, okay? So, uh, so the first question is, okay, first question we're addressed. We've got, we've got four questions, uh, um, three questions on, on that explanation. The first one is, I don't understand. Why is it that Rebbe Eliezer says that simply rolling it up is not going to metahir it? Why shouldn't it metahir it? If Lafuk Berta Merachatz and all these other things seem to be like, well, why not? So he says, Mikem Shikipla Lotora. So he said, no, Shikol Shemesim Omnim, Kashol, Shikol Shemesim Omnim, Rotsim Bekipula. Shikhen, Shamashim Omanim Rotsim Bekipula. Sorry, I didn't read that right. In other words, we see the Omanim themselves actually desi- roll up their little pieces of fabric. That's a, that's a desirable state for that. So therefore, simply rolling it up doesn't, it doesn't make it a Shevra clear. That's Shitta Redley as a number one. The next question is, is what you were asking, Dov. One second, I'm not lighting the candles on Shabbos. I'm lighting it on Erev Shabbos. And I'm, therefore, I'm being metaherit by lighting it on, on Erev Shabbos. What's the problem? He says, no, it's because Rebbe says, The concern is because you might have Yontav that is before Shabbos and you'll be lighting this candle in Yontav and you're metarically on Yontav. It's like metakin. Okay, but the question is, I don't understand. You're not metarit. You like this week, which is sufficiently long. And, you know, five minutes later, it's on its own, it's going to become tahor. You're not mamash metarically. So why, why should that be a problem? So he says, no. The concern is, We're talking about where the patch was perfectly three by three. 
Okay, and because it was perfectly accurate, as soon as you start lighting it, the fact you're lighting it immediately reduces it less, and therefore you're metarically. Okay, so importantly, the first explanation is with understanding so far that Rebbe says you cannot use it to light Shabbos candles with because you're going to be metarically on Shabbos, and if you're metarically on Shabbos, it's like metarically, and that is considered asul. Okay. <clears throat> um, now, so Reb Acha, Reb Simon, so Reb Acha said, Reb Simon b'shem Reb Eliezer, Nizir, says, Asa Mazor Tehorah. What's Asa Mazor? Now, what this is saying, this is, he tried to, this is a bit of a, a tangent for a moment, but he's saying, if someone made a patch, okay, got a clear it's a baguette, and you made it as like a, like a patch or a bandage on a wound, since you're going to be at Mamaeset, since it's going to be Mi'us, it's going to make a Tahor. Okay? However, um, so it says, but he said that 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 might work according to Rabbi Akiva, but it doesn't work according to Rabbi Yezer. Why? Because Rabbi Yezer says Sharia b'shemen. If I get a wick and I'm soaking in oil, what's it? That's also making it yucky, right? Making it uh, spoiling it. So, and but you see that just dipping in the oil, even according to Rabbi Yezer, is not metarically. It's only once you start lighting it. So therefore, your claim that making it a patch because it's it, it makes it a bit dirty or makes it dirty, therefore it's tower doesn't work in point to Rebbe Yisro. Okay, let's continue. Rebbe Zira, Rebbe Yana, Rebbe Yirmiya, B'Shem, Rebbe Shua, Ben Levi, Nirin Dvirim Shetia Lachak, Rebbe Akiva. Now let's go back to Mesech the Kalim. Mesech the Kalim, if you thought, saw, if you remember, with that small patch, the lesson three by three that I was going to use, Lafuk Bota Merchatz and things like that, we saw a three way opinion. Rebbe Yakiva says, Rebbe Shua says, it's always Tahor Rebbe Yakiva, Sintim Machria. So therefore, you might think, because it's Machria, because it says, depends. If it's Minam Mocham, then it's Tamer. If it's not Minam it's Tahor. Ella, however, Ella Karibushua the Halach is actually like Bushua Makule Shalosh Al Shalosh because of the um it says um Reb Chaim says Abal Ein Halach El Karibi Kibud Meikil Umakule Matliniot Shal Shalosh Al Shalosh Who Shrekilu Bahem Kibud Lochazilaniyim He says that we're actually in this situation don't go by the Machri we go by the most Meikil opinion why because a three by three patch anyway is only really rutwy for poor people. Meaning they're the only people that would actually use it to patch their clothes. Wealthy people would just buy new clothes or things like that. And since it's uh, really it's like a considered a clear only for a certain, not not for everybody. That's for therefore within those dining we're making. Okay, so let's go back to our debate. We said in the Mishnah, it seemed to be the Rabbi Akiva holds. Once again, the reason why you can't light with this rolled up wick is because you'd be metarically on Shabbat and you cannot. Sorry, on, on Yom Tov, really. Sorry, it's because you're lighting on Yontov, because you'll be, you'll be metarically on Yontov, it's metarically. Okay? Ah, so what do we say? Now, what this means is, Rebbe Akiva, this is the way we have it read here. I'm going to finish the sugi this way. I'm going to read it again the way Rebbe Chaim rereads it, if you don't mind. He has two ways of explaining it. In other words, Rebbe Akiva, who says the rolled up Kli is Tehorah, and therefore, he says, once it's rolled up, it's Torah, and therefore you madlikimbab, you can light with it. Now you might think the reason why is that he agrees maybe with uh, Rebel Yezer. If it was Tmeya, you wouldn't be allowed to light it because it's metakinkli. However, what we're saying now is now feel Tmeya, even if it, even if he held like Rebbe Kiva rolling up, sorry, Rebel Yezer, even if Rebbe Kiva held like Rebel Yezer rolling up um would wouldn't affect it. He would say you still you can still light it because he doesn't feel that. When you light a candle to matar it in that way, it's not considered like matak and clean. It's not asal. Okay. And we have to say that. Why? Because you see, begin Rav, the Rav Amar, Mesikim Bekelim, and Mesim Kalim. Because Rav says, I can light with Kalim. Light with Kalim, meaning whether the Torim or Tzmeim. 
right? The Imasik Bishiva came back is broken Kalim. So in other words, in order in order to rub not to be cholik with a tanaim, there has to be someone who holds that even if it was klitami, he'd be able to like with it. So Matsusi Rabbi Kiva says he disagrees with the whole concept that it looks like patarically. Okay, that's way number one of reading the sugya. So the way it seems to be the machloka between Rebbe Akiva and Rebbe is whether lighting this klitam atarit on on Yontov specifically is a problem. Okay, no, you're not doing it too matarit, but linically, and it will become tahor. However, Reb Chaim says. We should actually read it differently. In other words, he says, Nirin, we, instead of reading Losof Davar Tehora Elafi Tmeya, we should actually read it as follows Losof Davar Tmeya Elafi Lutahora. Meaning, till now, it looked like the debate was regarding a ta, literally a Tamekli that was actually Tame, meaning the wick, and lighting is going to be a Taharet. So, what the Gemara is saying now says, no, it doesn't, the debate doesn't only really apply to a Tamekli. It applies to all Kalim. What's the debate? The debate it, it, it relates to what is called whether you can misikim be Kalim. So because because Rav says misikim be Kalim and misikim be Kalim. Now why can't I use a clee to light? Uh, uh, sorry, why can't I? Yeah, to light a broken clee, the broke importantly a broke on Yomtev, is because it's mukta. Okay, okay. So according to Rabbi Akiva, let's understand it now. Once I, I mean, the debate is really hinging on what what hap, what's the status of this uh, week once I roll it up. Contrary to Kiva, the assumption, very importantly, is the kippel was on an erev yontav. I've played the camp, the, I've played this week's on erev yontav, so I've rolled it up. Contrary to Kiva, it's really broken, so therefore it's not mukta. Okay, so therefore I can light with that with that with those wicks on yontav itself. According to Rebbe Liezer, what happened is, is rolling it up, it's still considered a kli. Okay. So therefore, on Yontav, when I start lighting it, as soon as I, I put the match to it again, it's going to become a Shevrakli. But importantly, this is a relates to um, the, uh, the, the the Bavli brings an opinion there that actually there's of the opinion that you actually have to hold the candle to that wick and, and, uh, until it like topes barubo. Then what you're going to be doing is going to be what's called mishdamish b'shevrakli, madlikim b'shevrakli. You hear? So once again, Rabbi Yisrael says, why can't you use this wick that's rolled up? Because rolling it up, it's still considered a kli. It's not a shevra kli. And if you light it on Yontav itself, what's going to happen is you're going to actually be, it's going to, it's going to be considered like a kli that broke on Yontav. It's shevra kli, but you can't pull it away straight away. You've got to hold your candle, your match to it or whatever lighting implement to it until it really takes a majority of the most of the wick that's sticking out. And therefore you're going to be, you're going to be madlikin beshevra kli and we're not allowed to madlik beshevra kli on Yontav, Mishul Mukta. Okay, so now you understand that Mishnah on uh, when you Bamaliki Mitzvahim when you dive in tonight, you'll understand the debate between uh, Rebbeis and Rebbe Kiva. Again, the two ways of understanding uh, whether the the debate is regarding whether you can metarically on Yontov. That's the first way of understanding it. Um, and uh, you're not a metarically, but I'm saying through lighting it is that like metakin kli. Or the other understanding is is just rolling it up alone. That has an implication of whether it can, is, is considered broken or not. And and the the corolla the, the ramification of that is whether it will be considered as if I'm breaking the kli and therefore my licking beshevra kli a kli that broken yontov or not. Rabbi Eliezer says you would be, and that's a problem. Rabbi Kiva says and it was already broken erev yontov. It's not mukta. I rolled up the wicks. I put them in the thing. Once I rolled up, they're already considered broken. Not a problem. Okay, let's continue. Okay. 
And that means is, let's say you've got a lamp, but if that lamp is too small. It's not going to last all of beyond all of uh, long as long as you need it to be. And what you can, what you might want to do, you want to create an extra reservoir of oil. What you could possibly think you could do, you can get an eggshell, you place it resting on the opening where you normally pour in the oil for this lamp, and you put a hole in it. And that way, you've got an extra reserve of oil that is streaming or dropping through. Okay. Let's continue. Um, uh, however, so the question is. Um, the first opinion, Chachamim say, you cannot do that. You're not allowed to do that. Even if it's made of cheres, you'll see why cheres is this, um, why that's why that is, because it, it relates to being being malus and the like. Um, here, Rechaim says, um, he, You don't say because it's malus, people are going to not touch it. You'll, you'll see why that's important, important in a moment. In other words, the Xer applies even then. Rebuter says not a problem. Similarly, however, if it's already fashioned in that way from the from the factory with this extra reserve on the top in such a way, they consider one clean. It's not a problem. There's mutar. One's not allowed to fill up a bowl of oil. and put it next to your lamp. So in other words, another way of creating an extra pool or reservoir is you actually put another clear of oil next to your lamp. And you have a wick running from the lamp into your pool of extra pool of oil. And the oil will be drawn up that wick. Okay? So again, similar thing. Chachamim say, you cannot do that, Rebbe Yehudah's Matir. Now the Gemara tries to understand. One second. It says, So Lama, why not? So Mishum Now this is really important here. The the question is there are two ways to understand it. One understanding is is that the it, it it's because when Shabbos began, it's as if it hasn't started drawing from every single drop. Now we saw this mentioned before. Now this isn't Shita Rebbe Shimon because remember Shimon Rebbe Shimon Rebbe Shimon sorry Rebbe Shimon. This is not Shita Beit Shammai. So if you recall, Rebbe Shammai it was Machol Beit Shammai and Beit Hillel. Whether when you're doing a malacha, it has to start affecting everything. Right, the Hamlachas to start beginning, and we said Behila doesn't need that, so it's not regarding this. Now, there's even according to Behila, you might think the problem is here because it's as if it's not like um, it's not it's it's not as if it's drawing from all that oil in the first instance. Rebbeim says it looks like it's kemichzi kemavir b'shabbos, as if you're adding oil. It appears as if you're adding oil on Shabbos. That could be one one understanding, or maybe the question is shema yishkach biare, and maybe. Uh, or maybe the issue is because we're concerned that if you've got the extra reservoir of water, of oil, someone might mistapek me, man, or take some oil for themselves. And if they do that, that's effectively the malach of mechabe. You're effectively reducing the fuel from a fire, and that's tantamount to the malach of distinguishing. Okay? Um, uh, what's interesting here um, is Reb Chaim actually adds, but what about the min, when the Mishnah talked about that, says, Afilu Shecheres. And that says, in other words, if the issue is Shema Mistapek Mimeno, you can understand why the Gemara, why the mission says Afilushicheres. Because even if it's disgusting, we're still concerned someone might take from it. But what about this other, 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 uh, explanation that, that's Michsik Mavir Beshabbos, that it looks like, you know, this idea that since it's not all one thing, it looks like you're adding fuel on Shabbos. He says, time, my rebuta, what do we care? What's the mission mentioning, um, Cheres or not? Well, how does that relate even? Like, you might think that once it's disgusting, it's, it's almost battle to the nair, it's considered one thing, and therefore it's like all the oil is being drawn at the same time. That's the way he explains it. 
Okay, so the, the Gemara asks, okay, what's the reason? Is it because it's going people might take oil out, or is it considered it looks like you've been marvel on Shabbos? So that my min what's enough between them? So hayin zakuka diklu. So we could be referring to a one of these nodot. So let's say let's say the pool at the top is completely sealed, satul. Okay, um, it's a zakuka diklu. He's just get the translation is nodot hayosul medekel, some sort of palm flask that is completely you know completely sealed. So in that in time, if you if you the concern is if you say the concern is because and it's not as if it's drawing from all the oil immediately on Shabbos, well, it doesn't matter if it's closed, it's still got the problem. So in time, if you think the concern is is Shema, what that someone's going to mistapek me, man? Well, you've you've allayed that concern. It's not going to have a problem of um, pouring out from it. Okay. Now, the Gemara says, Im mutar. The Gemara, the Mishnah says, if it came out from the factory, that way it'd be mutar. Because then it's considered one kli. And in other words, you're not going to miss the metal because you can understand, appreciate it's one kli. Also, it's not going to, all the oils, once it's, once it's considered one kli, then even going to the other shit, it's like the oil's being drawn from all parts of the kli. Fine. So we say, Shniahi shukul, um, so we say, so the answer is Shniahi shukulokecha. That's already the answer. Uh, so, so we say, and also, it would be a sufficient, not just, it doesn't have to come from the Yotzer in that way. It doesn't have to be fabricated as one piece of pottery. But even if the balabait, the Gemara now is saying, is used some plaster or some gypsum, I think it is, that and sealed in such a way that it is so strong that it is comparable to something that would come from the pottery factory, that would also be okay. Okay, now we ask, then the Gemara says, Yut drib, Yehuda kadati drib, Yehuda So, the shit of Rabbi Yehuda is, is we saw that Rabbi Yehuda holds that if it's the wick is going from one cleat to the say the other pool, he he um he says it's okay. Why? Because we're saying that's the shitato. Because as soon as it's got mashketofer, something that's very wet, it's mechaber. It joins the two together. That's why he says when the wick is bridging between this to the the lamp and the extra pool of water. Oh, sorry, pool of I think water, water, extra pool of oil. It's mechaber the two together. By the way, that would have, then Reb Chaim says it must be then in the case of shufer shel It must be there's also some sort of stream coming down, not just dropping in like I, one would imagine in the beginning of the Mishnah, but it's some sort of stream. So therefore, it's considered a chibur because it seems to be he's relying on a chibur. Now, what's at Lashitato? Where do we see Rabbi Huda also holds that something that's tofer, something that's very wet, is considered mechubar or considered one or considered like connected together? And that we see in Masechta, famous Mishnah Mikvaot. And that's a mikvah. Let's say someone immerses in a mikvah and it only has Arba Mseah. And as he gets out, he's going to take some water with him. And the, the, the question is, can someone else go into the mikvah while that first person is standing up? Because since he's taken some water out with him, it won't be a kosher mikvah for the next person. Rabbi Huda's of the opinion is all that mashke that's tofeach, all that wet the water that's on the body is considered chibur, considered attached to the mikvah itself. And therefore, that's again the shitato. And, and therefore, it's, it'll be okay. So you see, just as you see there, the, the, the moisture, all that liquid, the wetness is considered chibur. So too, you can understand why that wick is, that is bridging from the lamp to the extra pool, the pool of oil. That way, his mechabrek considered one clear. Let's continue. Tani ptila echat bishnei kosot. Now, this is a uh, now. This is like this is like the say for the Mishnah, but we learn it right up. Ptila echat bishnei kosot. You got one week into two two cups. Bishnei karot two bowls. Bishnei tamchim two two pots. Asa according to Chachamim, because again, it's two different pools for either of the two reasons we said before. And Rabbi Yudas Matir, Rabbi Chana Bishem Rabbi Rabbi Pinchas Yudah Kadate. 
Why? The Rebbe Yehuda Omer, Mashke Tofeach just again, this, you know, this, exactly as we just explained it, the Rebbe Yehuda's Lishitato, that once you've got some, as long as Tofeach, a liquid that is considered like wet on the surface of, of something else, is able to machaber connect two things together, like we saw in Mikvaot, and also here with the two cups of oil, it, it makes it considered like one. Okay, Mr. Shem will pick up from the next Mishnah in the next year on Sunday. Have a good Shabbos, everyone. Have a good Shabbos, everyone.